0: Welcome to the Fast Future with IFAC, where we explore how small and medium-sized practitioners are adapting to a rapidly changing world. I'm Christy Aluzzi, a principal here at IFAC, working with our small and medium-sized practitioners advisory group. One of our key initiatives is working with practitioners and experts around the globe to see what current trends are and how firms are working differently in our evolving business environment. For our fifth episode, the advisory group was joined by Amy Bridges professional development manager at CPA.com, a subsidiary of the American Institute for Certified Public Accountants. With over 10 years of experience as a classroom instructor and over 15 years in software development, training, and consulting, Amy leads CPA.com's work on practice development opportunities. This includes workshops to help SMPs step into client advisory services, or CAS. Our discussion started with Amy's definition of
1: CAS. So these are the kinds of engagements where CAS firms or CPA firms are advising clients in a variety of both financial and non-financial related business decisions and strategies. And that spectrum of services really begins where bookkeeping and that backward-looking write-up work ends. So, certainly financial statement preparation, but then on up into budgeting and forecasting, the kinds of outsourced accounting services that might include bill pay, they might include payroll, Um, and then on up into CFO level types of services. We are doing Our third CAS benchmark survey right now, where we are really trying to dig into what is happening in this particular practice area, because it is the fastest growing area in the United States within the accounting profession.
0: She reviewed the top challenges facing SMPs and offered four pillars for the successful development of a CAS firm
1: finding and retaining staff, that is a top challenge with the firms that I speak to every day. We also hear them talking about, you know, wanting to meet their clients where they are, wanting to ensure that they have pricing structures set in a way um, where they will continue to be profitable. They have concerns about appropriate use of technology and AI, and they're very interested in ensuring that they have succession strategies in place to be able to you know continue the success of the firm. CPA.com has actually identified four pillars that we are looking at to help firms continue to develop client advisory services practices within their firms and start to really create profitable CAS practices. So we're interested obviously in the strategy and the governance. And then of course my area where we work through the practice development, we are partnering with a variety of technology solutions to ensure that that tech stack um, supports the standardization that has to be in place in order to make this a truly profitable or optimized service line. And then we're looking at the best practices that firms need to have in place.
0: Amy described the evolution of advisory services from what she calls CAS 1.0 to CAS 2.0, and the importance of a standardized foundation of technology.
1: CAS 1.0, these are the types of services that we've been talking about for the past 12 to 15 years. It all was founded on the premise of technology and particularly digital and cloud technology being the standardizing foundation that allowed firms to offer these services. In our CAST 2.0 services, we see that firms are beginning to be able to meet clients where they are in terms of the demands for financial based advisory, but also business based advisory and really um, the types of niche services or specific industry services that firms will need to have advisors with with expertise in those client industry verticals. Standardization is really the key to all of this. I mentioned that by definition, we really think of CAS as being built on a foundation of technology and cloud-based technology specifically because standardization is going to happen for firms when they begin to take clients who are in a particular client industry. So I'm you know my firm might be working with a lot of restaurants, for example. By doing this, they can standardize their process. They can standardize the way that they, um, you know, work with clients in that repeatable fashion. It makes this much more scalable. And what we saw during the last two years, was that firms that were already doing this for a particular industry were able to take on the high demand of new clients who needed help with payroll, who needed help with small business loans because they already understood those industries. It's also very helpful when the firm understands the client's challenges, their key performance indicators, the kinds of strategies and goals that they need, And all of this is really built upon the idea of a technology stack or a selection of technology that, you know, will work over and over again. In other words, firms that are successful in CAS are going to make the decisions about the technology and move their clients to that technology rather than letting the clients dictate that.
0: Many CAS firms are using technology to avoid having to reinvent their offerings for each client. In Amy's experience, mid to small size firms can thrive with this approach.
1: You'll see that we're starting to talk about really what needs to happen around that technology stack. In our CAS benchmark surveys, we have seen repeatedly that top performing CAS firms and top performing is defined by the highest net client fees per professional and the highest margins. Those are the firms that are using technology across the board in a way that really allows them to optimize the systems that they're doing. We see that CAS is not just, it's not just an area for larger firms. We're actually seeing that some of the most profitable and most effective firms are mid to smaller firms, maybe, you know, 20 CAS staff. But they really do rely on technology to ensure that the technical and compliance work is being done as efficiently as possible, thereby opening up the staff hours and the staff resources to be used in that advisory repeatable sort of way. We talk to firms often who say, well, I've been doing this for years, But what we discover when we really drill in with them is that what they're doing is more consulting, and it's not that repeatable type of advisory, because they're taking on clients from a variety of different areas, and they're having to essentially reinvent the process with every new client. Technology, when employed across, across the spectrum of services, starting with a general ledger system for basic accounting that produces the reports that everything else is founded upon, is going to allow them to begin to really work efficiently with clients who may not be geographically local to where the firm is. Because firms are taking on clients who are in similar industries, they can work remotely, they can meet with their clients remotely, And they can use the technology to support the kinds of communications that happen in that virtual type of engagement.
0: The conversation turned to upskilling staff for CAS engagements.
1: So not only do staff have to have an understanding of the leadership and the model that's happening, the practice development elements of this, but we understand that there are core technical skills. That are going to be required for staff to be able to do this. So, in conjunction with AICPA, we are putting together currently a new um, set of pathways that will allow firms to help put their staff on the um, the road to be able to serve as a virtual controller or the road to be able to serve as a virtual CFO with not only the technical skills that they need, but also those soft skills, like being able to work with clients in that client-facing way, in a way that they may not have anticipated doing so early in their careers.
0: Finally, Amy described how a firm can distinguish itself from the pack as it steps into CAS.
1: Our research shows us, um, our, our clients that we are working with are telling us that there is more work then they know what to do with. There is no shortage of demand um, for these types of services because the thing that really elevates these services is the advisory component. So historically we have done these, we've provided these types of services by perhaps sending the client a report or giving the client a report and expecting the client to unpack and understand what that report is and asking the client to then turn and make their own business decisions. The elevation of this service comes where we can say to a client, we have created this report for you. And based on what we know about your business area, we know about your industry vertical, we um, would recommend having these conversations and we would like for you you know, to consider these things. Obviously you as a CPA, you as an accounting firm, you as a CAS practice are still operating in an advisor capacity. You are not the legal CFO of that organization. So you are not making those decisions on their behalf. You are still acting in an advisory capacity, but that's the distinguishing factor that takes you up to the next level. In terms of distinguishing one, you know, cast practitioner from the next, it really is about starting to create a specialization. So I work with restaurants, but your firm works with um, manufacturing. And as a result, you know, we are not in competition. As a matter of fact, you and I probably have a referral Um, situation where you send restaurants who come to you over to me and I send manufacturing clients to you.
0: And that's a wrap for this episode of the Fast Future with IFAC. Thank you for listening and please look for our future conversations coming soon.